Good morning, Alex and friends. I'm Grace. Today is Friday, November 17, 2023, and you're listening to Alex's News. Turning to today's forecast before we dive into our stories, Riverside will enjoy a pleasant high of 75.5 degrees with a comfortable low of 56.3 tonight. A perfect setting for listeners tuning in. In our top news for the day, the country breathes a collective sigh of relief as President Biden signs a temporary spending bill, staving off a government shutdown. We'll discuss what this means for the ongoing budget saga in Washington. Literature and environmental enthusiasts will be thrilled to learn that John Valence's gripping narrative, Fire Weather, clinches the Bailey Gifford Prize for nonfiction, shedding light on the harrowing realities of devastating wildfires and their link to the larger narrative of climate change. And in tech, YouTube has hit a high note with its latest innovation for music enthusiasts. The AI-powered DreamTrack tool is redefining song creation, promising to unravel the future of music as we know it. Stick with us as we explore how this groundbreaking tool is harmonizing technology and creativity. Stay tuned for all that and more today on Alex's News. Our top story today a narrow escape from a government shutdown as President Joe Biden signs a temporary spending bill. For more on this, we're joined by our reporter Ethan. Ethan, can you give us the initial rundown on this situation? Absolutely, Grace. Just recently, President Biden put pen to paper on a stopgap spending bill received quite well by both sides of the aisle. It garnered bipartisan support in Congress and successfully passed through the House and Senate. This bill essentially hits the pause button on a full-scale budget war, at least until early 2024, keeping federal funding at its current levels for the next two months. That sounds like quite the relief for many. What are the specific deadlines that have been set? And what happens if they aren't met? Right, so the bill splits the deadlines. For certain federal agencies, they have until January 19th to sort out full-year appropriations bills. For others, the cutoff is February 2nd. Failing to pass those appropriations could lead to a partial government shutdown, a situation everyone wants to avoid. Now, what about the aid for Israel and Ukraine? The bill doesn't address this, correct? That's one of the stumbling blocks, yes. The White House had appealed for around $106 billion. This is for wartime assistance dedicated to Israel and Ukraine and additional humanitarian efforts for Palestinians and border security. But this bill doesn't touch upon those requests. It's likely to be a hot topic when negotiations resume post-Thanksgiving holiday. Per the reports from the Associated Press and RichmondRegister.com, what's behind the delay in addressing these aid requests? The reports indicate that it's not entirely clear why the aid has been stalled. It's a complex situation with a lot of geopolitical and budgetary implications. These details tend to emerge as negotiations happen behind the scenes, so it's still a developing story. ABC News had also covered this signing. According to their coverage, was there any opposition to the bill? Indeed, there was some pushback, primarily in the Senate. Despite this, the need to prevent an immediate shutdown was generally a unifying concern. Republican House Speaker Mike Johnson backed the bill, and ultimately, it cleared the necessary hurdles. Finally, Ethan, 
What are the potential implications or consequences if these negations don't reach a successful outcome in time? The implications are significant. Without the long-term package, we could see disruptions in federal operations and services. There's also the international aspect. Aid to Israel and Ukraine isn't just about money, it's about ongoing conflicts and the U.S.'s strategic interests. So these negotiations are both a domestic budgetary concern and an aspect of foreign policy. That certainly puts into perspective the crucial importance of these upcoming deliberations. Ethan, thank you so much for that comprehensive breakdown. Happy to provide the details, Grace. Now, after the break, stick around as we dive into our second story of the morning, an unexpected twist in the world of tech mergers. Turning our focus now to a pressing environmental concern, the aftermath of the devastating 2016 Fort McMurray wildfire is back in the headlines, but this time through the lens of award-winning nonfiction. Chloe, can you tell us more about the book that's just snagged a top literary award? Sure. Grace, John Valen's Fire Weather A True Story from a Hotter World, has won the Bailey Gifford Prize for nonfiction. This book delves into the catastrophic 2016 wildfire in the Canadian city of Fort McMurray, drawing readers in with a narrative that's said to read like a thriller. A wildfire reading like a thriller. That sounds intense. Can you give us some background on what made the Fort McMurray fire so significant? Absolutely, Grace. This wildfire was monumental. It forced the evacuation of 90,000 people from Fort McMurray, destroyed buildings, and deeply affected the region's oil sands industry. Valent, writing from a deeply knowledgeable place as a resident of British Columbia, brings to light not only the disaster itself but its broader implications concerning climate change and fossil fuel dependence. So it seems Valent is turning an ecological tragedy into a teachable moment. How does he specifically relate this event to the larger narrative of climate change? He addresses what many climate experts are cautioning against, the heightened potential for climate chaos as a result of global warming. The book pinpoints the amplified characteristics of the Fort McMurray fire due to human-induced climate changes, like extreme temperatures and drier conditions, and highlights what this could mean for the future, particularly in Canada where forests and summer carry great cultural significance. That indeed sounds like a warning sign. And I gather there's been quite a buzz around the announcement of the Bailey Gifford Prize winner. What's been the reaction to Valent's win? The literary world is applauding, Grace. Valent emerged as the victor over distinguished finalists such as David Gran and Siddhartha Mukherjee, which speaks volumes about his work. Interestingly, the prize's sponsor, Bailey Gifford, has been criticized for fossil fuel investments, yet the judges have been clear that the sponsor has had no sway in their decision-making. Hmm, that does add an intriguing layer to this story. Now, the award itself comes with a significant monetary prize, doesn't it? It does. John Valent was awarded £50,000, which is about dollars during the ceremony in London. Given the scope and impact of the wildfire topic he's tackling, many say it's a well-deserved recognition. Before we wrap up, Chloe, any reflections on the implications of this book for our readers who might be watching these trends in climate change? Fire weather serves as a compelling call to action, Grace. It's an opportunity for readers to engage with the powerful, first-hand implications of climate change and to reconsider our energy sources. 
As wildfires become increasingly frequent and ferocious, books like Valence offer a narrative that is both a warning and possibly a catalyst for change. Thank you for that comprehensive breakdown, Chloe. We'll definitely keep our eyes on the discussions that fire weather continues to ignite. It's story two out of three for this broadcast, but stay tuned as we bring you more updates right after this break. And now, here are some other headlines from around the globe. These stories will not be covered later, so listen closely for a brief overview of today's five most important headlines. 1. Aid to Gaza blocked amid crisis asterisk. The situation in Gaza is growing increasingly dire as aid agencies report a significant blockade in delivering essential food and supplies, amidst a communications blackout. As thousands of victims remain trapped under collapsed buildings, families face the heart-wrenching task of searching for their loved ones' remains using only basic tools. 2. Global Political Demonstrations Asterisk Voices from around the world echo through the streets of Boston and San Francisco as demonstrators block traffic on major bridges, demanding an immediate ceasefire in Gaza. These actions are a stark reminder of the worldwide outrage over the conflict's devastating impact on civilians. 3. Criminal charges in protest-related death asterisk. The political climate at protests has taken a dark turn with a California professor being charged with involuntary manslaughter following the demise of a Jewish demonstrator. This incident brings to light the volatile nature of public demonstrations and the potential for tragic outcomes amid heated confrontations. 4. Grand Prix Controversies Asterisk The glamour of Formula One is under scrutiny as reigning champion Max Verstappen criticizes the excesses tied to the Las Vegas Grand Prix. His remarks ignite a conversation about the sport's future direction, with concerns about the tension between commercial interests and calls for sustainability. 5. Financial Markets and Economic Concerns Asterisk. Turning to economics, we see a mixed bag of financial developments. U.S. equity funds are on the rise as interest rate hikes seem less likely, whereas the U.K. faces a troubling drop in retail sales, indicative of deeper economic struggles. China confronts its property market instability even as its currency begins to establish itself in global trade finance circles. And in the tech realm, Alibaba's cancellation of its cloud units spin-off has sent shockwaves through the market, revealing the unpredictable dynamics within the tech sector. These headlines not only bring us crucial updates but also reflect the interconnected nature of our world, as we observe developments in conflicts abroad, political actions, economic trends, sports controversies, and legal outcomes tied to social movements. Stay tuned for more on these developing stories. Now, on to our third story of the day, and this one's a real glimpse into the future of music creation. YouTube has launched a new artificial intelligence tool, DreamTrack, aimed at helping users create their own short songs. For an expert take on what this means for the platform, the music industry, and fans. We've got our specialist correspondent Ethan with us. Ethan, tell us more about DreamTrack. Thanks, Grace. YouTube's DreamTrack is indeed a groundbreaking tool. It harnesses the power of AI to let users generate 30-second music tracks for YouTube shorts by simply providing a prompt. Think of it as almost a musical form of autocomplete. Interesting. And how does it work exactly? Are they using real artists' voices? That's right, Grace. 
DreamTrack uses deepfaked voice clones of famous singers like John Legend and Sia. The cool, and very important, part here is that YouTube has secured the consent of all the artists whose voices are being cloned, which is pivotal for ethical considerations. Consent is key, of course. So, what's the goal behind launching this AI tool? The endgame for YouTube seems to be about building stronger bonds, the between artists, creators, and fans, that is. They're not stopping here. There are other music creation tools in the pipeline set to release later in the year. It shows a clear initiative to marry creativity and technology, pushing the envelope on how music can be made. Digital innovation at its finest. But how has the introduction of DreamTrack impacted the wider music industry? Well, it's a mixed bag, Grace. On one hand, it's exciting for the tech and creative possibilities, fostering innovation. But on the other, it's ignited some concerns. Some artists worry about the potential threat to their careers if AI starts generating music too freely. Ownership and copyright are hot-button issues where AI and creative work intersect. Yes, that's been a contentious topic. Has YouTube said anything about how they're handling those concerns? They have indeed. YouTube is quite clear that they're all about respecting artists' rights and consent. They've actively taken steps to crack down on AI-generated songs using artists' voices without permission. This whole initiative seems to be centered around using these powerful tools without overstepping ethical boundaries. And what about the technology powering DreamTrack? It's backed by Google DeepMind's Lyria, which is quite adept at generating not just the vocal element but also lyrics and instrumentals. We could eventually see brand new guitar riffs or transformed pop tracks coming out of AI, which is honestly fascinating to think about. Now that's something, but as always with new technology, there must be some reservations. Are there any concerns about the repercussions this could have within the creative industries? The biggest concern centers around the ownership of the material that generative AI produces. Who owns the music when an AI creates it? Moreover, how do we compensate artists adequately in this new reality? It's a burgeoning debate, and as AI gets more advanced, the industry is going to have to grapple with these questions. And has the announcement created any major buzz in the media? Forbes and the Daily Beast, among others, are reporting on this, recognizing both its potential and the complexities it brings to the table. It's clear that YouTube and Google DeepMind are treading into uncharted territory, but they're doing so with a sense of responsibility that's garnering attention. Ethan, thank you for this insightful analysis. It certainly sounds like we're on the precipice of a new era in music creation. It's my pleasure, Grace. I'll keep an eye on how this develops. It's certainly an exciting time for music tech. That's all we have for now. Today's episode was made by Alexander King with GPT-4, GPT-3.5 Turbo, and the Google Cloud Text-to-Speech API. I hope you have a great day. I'll see you tomorrow, Alex.